coulda, coulda had a Hey, you're gonna live in just one place I'll take a better Hello, Nevada. You're listening to the Nevada Magazine Radio Show. It is Friday at 10 a.m., so that means another episode, another fine episode of Nevada Magazine. We are here at the Reno Town Mall every Friday from 10 to 11. We're live, so we encourage you to come on down and get involved in the show. Also, grab a free current issue, September, October 2013. It's a fabulous one. It has... Our great Nevada Picture Hunt photo contest winners. That's always popular. And and the first story in in a series of eight stories that will focus on Nevada's history. And that's in celebration of Nevada's upcoming sesquicentennial, 150th birthday. So we're excited about that. We're going to celebrate that in Nevada Magazine over the next year. So right now is the perfect time to subscribe You can also couple that subscription with the Nevada Historical Calendar, another popular item that we produce. Um, This particular calendar, again, in celebration of the 150th birthday, will have all photos from Nevada's first decade of statehood. So these were some some, uh, hard-to-get photos. We searched the state um, through and through to find these. So very nice calendar. That's actually going to be printed in a couple days now. And then finally, wanted to mention our Historical Nevada book, which is another um, part of our, our celebration of that sesquicentennial. So all of that is available on nevadamagazine.com or just call 775-687-0610. Um, before we get to our guest today, also want to mention visit nevadamagazine.com slash matters to listen to archived episodes. This is about our 40th episode. I've actually finally lost track. So uh, <laughs> so a lot of, you know, a lot of great Nevada guests that we've had on the show. So um, be sure to uh, visit that website. Today we have Rich Moreno. He actually has a strong Nevada Magazine connection, but uh, he, is, he is calling from Illinois right now. Are you on, Rich? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right. Thanks for being our guest today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So, Nevada Magazine tradition is always, please introduce yourself to the listeners, but um, kind of go back to your Nevada roots, and and then what led you to, to become a professor at West, Western Illinois University? Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, basically, a long time ago, I got a job at the Reno Gazette Journal, uh, which uh, you used to work for. <laughs> uh, so, I, um, uh, I came uh, to Nevada that way. Uh, worked there for a couple of years. Uh, then I was hired by the Nevada Commission on Tourism uh, to be the public information officer, and um, really enjoyed that. And that's actually where I, I, I really kind of threw myself into learning as much as I could about Nevada. Um, and then uh, from there, uh, I uh, was uh, really pleased to get hired as the publisher of Nevada Magazine, a job that I did for uh, over 14 years. Uh, and uh, and so you know that I mean in a, in, a, in a real short nutshell, that's kind of uh, my Nevada Magazine connection is that I worked the magazine as the publisher for a number of years. Uh, I also wrote. Uh, I tried to uh, uh, because my background was in editorial. Uh, I tried to keep my hand in, and, and uh, so I wrote fairly regularly during that time uh, for the magazine. Uh, and then um, you know I've kind of written some books on the side. 
did a newspaper column for 20 years that ran in the Carson City paper. Um, and, uh, you know, basically I kind of traced it back to them hiring me at the Nevada Commission on Tourism. I realized how little I knew the first time I had to take a travel writer around the state. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I, I tried to learn as much as I could. Yeah, and, and I personally have Rich to thank. Um, about the time I came into Nevada Magazine was about the time Rich left Nevada Magazine, but I believe he had a had a part in hiring me. Oh, so yeah. thank you I, so I much, did. and uh, you know <laughs> yeah, I'll be know. forever grateful for that. I've I've enjoyed my time at the magazine for sure. I also wanted to mention: um, be sure to visit Rich's Nevada Traveler blog. It's called backyardtraveler.blogspot.com. Just a lot of great. Um, information on there. A, a lot of times I'll do Google searches for stories that we're doing and Rich's blog will be the first thing to pop up. Most recently, Lago Marcino Canyon, which was the subject of our 2013 photo contest winner. So Rich had a lot of great information on there that I used to, to kind of get an idea for where those petroglyphs are. Um, they're near Virginia City, of course. So check out that blog. Again, there are some great reads on there, and, and Rich mentioned that he's written a lot of books on Nevada. What, the most recent one was one about Carson City? Yeah, yeah, I did a short history of Carson City for the University of Nevada Press, uh, and that was, that was a fun project to work on. Um, I had uh, actually suggested to them years ago when I was still at Nevada Magazine that somebody should write a book on uh, the history of Carson City because... I couldn't find any, you know, that had been done. I mean, there were a few uh, uh, kind of amateur ones uh, that had been printed, uh, and there were some collections of columns and things like that, but nobody had tried to sort of do a, a comprehensive one, or at least semi-comprehensive. And so uh, I uh, I pitched that to them, and then they said, why don't you do it? <laughs> uh, and so uh, many years later, <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, I'm... I, uh, I'm more a journalist than I'm a historian, um, so I uh, I had to uh, kind of figure out how you write a short history. <laughs> uh, but I did it, and it was it was a, it was a fun project to work on, and, and I'm you know happy that there's now a history of Carson City that people can pick up. Yeah, and we're we're focusing on that era right now with Nevada Magazine. Our November December 2013 feature story will be about roughly the years of between 1849 and 1864. So obviously, Carson City played a big role in that. Oh sure, and that you know, and that that when I was writing the book, uh, the thing that you you really discover is just how much and how involved Carson City is in the whole uh, birthing of of the state of Nevada. Uh, you know, without Carson City, all kinds of things don't happen, uh, and uh, and and also the the, the people, the, the early figures who lived in Carson City, Abe Curry, uh, you know, people like that. They were, you know, really actively involved in the whole movement for statehood, uh, and so yeah, Carson City played a huge role in that. And a few months ago, Rich sent me an email that that he um, was going to take a trip across Highway 50, of course, known to many as the loneliest road in America. So explain the impetus for that trip. You've you've already taken the trip, and then you we we feature Rich in our current September October. 2013 issue a little bit about his trip but there will be a bigger story in in westways magazine yeah yeah westways magazine which is the magazine goes out to all the um uh california uh triple a uh, members 
uh, well, Southern California AAA members. So it's like four million readers. And uh, and but yeah, oh, when, when is that article expected to be published? Well, fortunately <laughs> for me, I have a really long lead time. This, this isn't Nevada Magazine, um, where we were always seeming to do things, uh, you know, a month or two out. Uh, I actually don't have to have my story done till February. Oh, and it won't appear you. until uh, July of next year. So I have actually, I, I have started working on it, um, and I'm about halfway through it uh, right now. And then uh, because of teaching and other stuff, I kind of put it aside. Uh, but it was, how, how it came about is um, uh, there's, a, there's a woman uh, who uh, represents the, the Pony Express territory, uh, and she's a, a a publicist for them, and she contacted me, oh, gosh, maybe a year ago, and said, hey, if I uh, tried to put you in touch with a magazine, would you be interested in writing this story? And coincidentally, uh, my wife and I had made a decision right around that time that we were going to do a road trip uh, from Illinois out to California to visit relatives and then cut through and visit uh, other relatives and friends in Reno. Uh, and so we looked at it and was like, well, it'd be real simple to go back by way of the loneliest road uh, if this, you know, works out. But I, I, it was kind of a, you know, uh, a, a whim to a certain extent. I really didn't think this was going to happen. So, uh, uh, so she got in touch with... Uh, her name is Katie Schaefer, and she was, she's uh, at a Truckee. Um, I guess she's uh, with a PR company there. And she got in touch with Westways, and um, you know, over several months of talking to them, they they uh, came back and said, "Hey, would you do a Loneliest Road uh, story?" And I said, "Yeah, that actually be great," because uh, I wasn't sure what uh, you know what they wanted initially. I mean, they wanted something related to Central Nevada, but I I wasn't sure you know, what approach to take, and um, they basically said, "Take a road trip." Um, and so uh, that's what I did, uh, and, and I was able to take my family with me, and, and that's the book that I'm actually using in the piece that I'm writing. Is uh, my wife is a high school science teacher, and so we're we actually made an attempt to try to hit as many uh, of the kind of interesting geologic, uh, scientific related uh, sites along the way, uh, places like um, Soda Lake, uh, outside of Fallon, Sand Mountain, uh, also outside of Fallon. Uh, we did also hit some of the historic places. Um, we rode on the, uh, the Nevada Northern Railway um, when we got out to Ely. Uh, we uh, soaked our feet in a hot springs uh, out in the, the Big Smoky Valley. And so I just, you know, I just tried to kind of string together, oh, uh, you know, six or seven major things that I could work into this story. Um, and kind of the, uh, the seven wonders of Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's sort of the theme uh, of the piece. And, and you touched on a lot of places that, that you went along the trip, and we're coming up on break right now. So when we return with Richard Moreno, he's the former publisher of Nevada Magazine, now a professor at Western Illinois University, we're going to learn all about his Highway 50 road trip. We'll be back. Leave your footprint in the neighborhood you serve with Charter Media's new smart targeting. Promote your business to the entire Reno market or focus on your local neighborhood. This cutting-edge technology enables you to reach the right customers with the right message based on where they are, who they are, and what they like. Visit chartermedia.com footprint for more information. Charter Media. Long live your business. 
Consigned Furniture has grown to be the largest consignment store in Northern Nevada, with over 23,000 square feet of showroom to choose from. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and so much more. They offer all types of household items at 70% off retail prices. Consigned Furniture has new inventory arriving daily. Come in and find that special piece you're looking for or furniture for your whole house. Consigned Furniture offers pickup and delivery service to make it easy and convenient to spruce up your home or even get rid of things you're not using. Do you have items in storage costing you money each month? Don't worry. Consigned Furniture can help. Nervous about having strangers come to your house? Don't worry. Consigned Furniture can help. Located at 2335 Market Street in Reno. Stop by today or call them at 775-824-0222 and let them help take the guesswork out of selling your furniture or household items. Easy way to sell, smart way to buy. 775-824-0222. Access to Healthcare Network. Are you or your children uninsured? If you need affordable medical care, call Access to Healthcare Network, a nonprofit program for uninsured Nevadans, offering steep discounts on everything from inpatient hospital care to all forms of medical, dental, and vision care. Call 877-385-2345. Access to Healthcare Network. AHN is not insurance. AHN does not pay for healthcare services. Members must meet income guidelines and pay providers at the time of service. AHN is a nonprofit medical discount plan registered with the State of Nevada Division of Insurance. Attention, please. Do you know that if you do not have a medical insurance policy on January 1st, you may have to pay a penalty to the IRS when you file your tax return? Do you know how to protect yourself from the cost of insurance premium on a policy you have now from being doubled? Health insurance is going to get a lot more complicated. Hi, my name is Jake Young. I am a medical insurance consultant with Health Benefit Associates headquartered in Reno. We are not an insurance company. We work for you. We can protect you from huge rate increases coming very soon. We will help you understand the new health insurance changes and options available throughout Nevada. Call Health Benefit Associates at 775-828-1216. We have decades of experience consulting with individuals and families and will create the best strategy and find the best plan for you before time runs out. Don't delay. Call 775-828-1216 today and you will be given the high-priority help you deserve. Welcome back to the Nevada Magazine radio show. Um, If you're just tuning in, we are with Richard Moreno. He's a former publisher of Nevada Magazine for 14 years, 92 to 2006. So he's traveled the state a bunch, but he also recently traveled across the state on Highway 50, known as the loneliest road in America. And, uh, Rich, explain to the listeners, too, um, the concept of the survival guide. You probably oh, played sure. a role in that and, and maybe even yeah. used it on your trip. Yeah, well, actually, I did have one with me. Um, uh, uh, happy you brought that up. That's actually one of my babies. Uh, when I worked for the Nevada Commission on Tourism uh, in 1987, uh, Life Magazine ran this story. Uh, it was really brief. It basically just said that uh, lo- the, the loneliest road in America was Highway 50 across Nevada. It said it, you know, it was some 300-something you know, miles, and there was nothing out there except coyotes, some ghost towns, uh, some sagebrush, and you needed survival skills to, uh, uh, to survive the drive. And uh, uh, my boss at the time, who was the director of tourism, Pete Richer, uh, came in because he was getting some complaints from people who lived in towns like Fallon, Austin, you know, Eureka, Ely. Uh, about this uh, representation. This is back when Life Magazine was kind of a big thing. Uh, and so uh, 
said, well, what can we do? And so uh, another guy in the office and I started brainstorming, and we thought, why don't we make fun of the whole thing? So we came up with this Highway 50 survival kit. And originally it was uh, an envelope in which we put kind of a cartoon map in there, uh, and you'd, you'd get the map like a card that was attached to the map, stamped with, this, uh, with stamps that we distributed all the towns along the way with the words, I survived, next to you know, Ely, uh, Eureka, whatever. And um, we, we printed, uh, you know, we got our ad agency to print like 500 of these, and we thought, well, that'll, that'll be good forever. Uh, they were gone in a month. And uh, uh, suddenly the L.A. Times was writing about it. Uh, CBS News came out and did a story on it. And, and, uh, and then we had uh, kind of uh, coincidentally uh, the, uh, the state, uh, excuse me, uh, Senator Laxalt, uh, was able to get through legislation to create Great Basin National Park. And so now we suddenly had a kind of a gem uh, to tie into with the promotion. So, uh, uh, so yeah, at that time, we really, you know, we really kind of promoted the heck out of uh, the loneliest road. And then the legislature put the signs along the way, which are still out there. Uh, and, you know, I, we had no idea when we started this that it was going to, you know, here we are talking 30 years later, and people are still getting Highway 50 survival kits. And, you know, taking the trip and surviving the, the, the towns and, you know, the sort of tongue-in-cheek campaign we put together. Um, and I think that's part of why uh, Westways wanted me to do this piece is, you know, they knew my relationship uh, with, uh, uh, you know, with The Loneliest Road, uh, and they thought that I would be a natural person to go out and write this story. Um, just kind of a, a sort of an aside, but one of the editors at Westways, Carolyn Graham, who's a former assistant editor at Nevada Magazine. <laughs> Yeah, so, we we, so we know Carol. Uh, yeah, so we had a we had an inside person there too, kind of kind of uh, whispering that this would be a good story idea. Um, and so, uh, 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 as far as the story, uh, as I told you, I, I decided to kind of take a different take, and not really focus so much on the loneliest road, but more, although that's certainly mentioned in the piece, uh, but focus more on this kind of geologic tour of the road um, and visiting all the places along the way. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned Mr. Laxalt because um, the offices of Nevada Magazine are the Paul Laxalt State Building oh, yeah. in Carson City, and we have a lot of visitors come in looking for those Highway 50 survival guides. <laughs> so essentially, they're starting their Highway 50 trip at the Paul Laxalt State Building. So we encourage you to come in there and ask about the survival guides and pick up a couple issues of Nevada Magazine. And uh, if, if you can't be in Carson City, you can also find those either on TravelNevada.com or just shoot me an email at editor at NevadaMagazine.com and, and we'll get one out to you. So uh, back to your trip, um, I, I do like the fact that you kind of took a different angle on it. And I know you mentioned, or you mentioned earlier many places that you visited. What were some of your favorites? Oh, uh, well... I'm trying to think of what was, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've been out there a number of times over the years, but that part of the thrill of this trip was that my wife actually had not been out there very much. I think she had seen uh, Stan Mountain, and that might have been the extent of it. And so, and my daughter had never been out there. She was also on the trip. She's 18. Um, and so this was also kind of a, an opportunity for us to, uh, you know, for me to show these places that I've talked about. For, you know, so many times, and, and, and they've appeared in books and articles and things that I've written. Uh, but, you know, my daughter finally got to see what am I talking about when I talk about singing Sand Mountain or, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 hot springs that's located out in the middle of nowhere. 
Uh, and in fact, you asked me my favorite. I'd probably say the um, Spencer Hot Springs, just because it's it's undeveloped. Uh, you know, and not everybody knows about it. It's a little bit of a of a drive to get into on a dusty you know, dirt road, uh, and yet it's just spectacular. You get this wonderful view. I don't know for some reason, sitting there uh, taking pictures, uh, uh, you know, throwing my feet in the water, uh, the warm water of this natural hot springs, and looking at uh, uh, you know the Toyabe Range uh, in the distance. It just made me feel like I was home uh, after being in, you know, in Illinois now for like seven years. Uh, and, it, and it really made me miss Nevada. Yeah, and and uh, Spencer Hot Springs is just a short drive from Austin. Like you said, it's it yep. is on a dirt road. So if if you're interested in going out there, um, contact the people in Austin, and and they'll oh, lead yeah, you. Yeah, they they can tell you how to get there. Yeah, they'll yeah. lead you in the right direction. Yeah, and, I mean, I say it's on a dirt road. It's not that difficult. We weren't in a four wheel drive, and we made it easy. So. Uh, yeah, taking our regular vehicle, and I've I've been out there myself. It's a very peaceful place, and, yeah. and usually you kind of feel like you have it all to your own. So exactly, yeah, and, and it, yeah, that that was part of the you know the feeling when I was there. Like ah, this is a nice break. <laughs> and that's rural Nevada in a nutshell, really. Once you start yeah. traveling around, and you know, like you said, Great Basin National Park is one of the least visited national oh, parks sure. in the country. So it's and I would of, say that's probably the second, uh, you know, the second best part of the trip was my daughter had never seen Bristlecone Pine, uh, nor had my wife, and that that was actually kind of what started this whole story. Was one day I was talking to her and I said, "Have you ever seen a Bristlecone Pine tree?" And she said, "No." Are those? And she said, "Aren't those those things in California?" I said, "Well, yeah, there's some in the White Mountains." And in fact, uh, you and Charlie hiked up there a couple years ago, took some great photos. Uh, 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 when you know for Nevada Magazine uh, a number of years ago, I recall in, in an article you guys did. Um, but but there's some just incredible stands of of, of Bristlecone pines out in Great Basin National Park, and so uh, that's one kind of the whole that that was sort of the impetus for the story in some ways is like taking my wife, the science teacher, out to look at the world's oldest living thing. And that is, if if you have a Nevada bucket list per se, seeing a bristlecone pine has got to be up there on that list because these are the oldest living organisms on Earth. And um, when they were building the pyramids, that these these trees were already growing. So just to yeah. give people an idea of how old these these trees are. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, and then there's the whole other story of the, the oldest one was chopped down in the 1950s. So there's you know, there's that kind of tragic aspect of it all too. Uh, the, the oldest known tree or, or living thing in the world was actually cut down to see how old it was. Uh, there was a certain irony in that. Uh, so all those factored into the you know the places that I uh, that I wanted to visit while I was going out there. And then of course everybody you know you know this because you get out to rural Nevada a lot. Everybody is just so nice. Uh, you know when I stopped in Fallon, uh, thought you know. I saw Rick Gray at the uh, convention center there. I hadn't seen him in years, and it was like we had never, you know, I had never been away. Uh, the people in Austin were great. Uh, I stayed at a bed and breakfast there and uh, had a you know, wonderful meal, um, you know, breakfast. And, uh, uh, you know, people were just so accommodating and friendly. Uh, same thing in Eureka, you know, and, and the same thing in, in uh, Ely. Uh, was able to ride on the, uh, uh, you know, on the Nevada Northern, which is just an you know, an amazing 
tourism attraction out there uh, in uh, uh, the eastern part of the state. And, and really, it's a shame that more people don't take the trip out there to see it. And uh, we're, we're winding down here, so I really wanted to mention... Um, we talked about the historical Nevada book earlier. This is 160 pages. It's 150 images that we've taken from past Nevada historical calendars. Um, but Rich's involvement in the project was he wrote the foreword for it. So we were um, obviously honored to have that happen. Like we mentioned earlier, Rich was with the magazine for 14 years, but he still writes about Nevada and still travels in Nevada, obviously. Um, so just, you mentioned that you really miss Nevada in that forward. And, um, what, what is it about the state that, that you miss so much? Well, I mean, there's, you know, people are friendly, no, it, no matter where you live. And it's certainly in the Midwest, that case, I mean, folks are very nice here too. I think what I really miss is landscape. It's the environment. It's that just a sense of wide open space. Um, it's the smell. I mean, you know, it sounds funny, but, uh, uh, you know, when, you, when you're out there uh, and you're walking and, you, you know, you smell sage, it's, you know, it's a very distinct odor. Uh, I miss that. I miss the color of the sky. Uh, there's a shade of blue that you just don't find uh, too many other places uh, in the West, and in particular in Nevada. And so it was all of those things. And, you know, I, I assume that when the day comes that I decide to hang it up uh, and retire from teaching, um, you know, chances are pretty good to probably uh, 100% that we're going to be back in Nevada uh, because uh, you know, my wife and I both realized this trip kind of cemented it. Uh, we really realized how much uh, we missed being in Nevada, uh, well, missed our friends. So Well, and, and like Eddie and I always say, you know, you, you always come back to Nevada. So uh, thank you so much for being our guest today. Again, look for Rich Moreno's story in Westways Magazine next year on his trip along Highway 50. For those of you listening on 99.1 FM, Fox News Radio, that wraps up this half hour of the Nevada Magazine radio show. I'm your host, Matt Brown, and we will see you next week. For those of you listening on other stations in this great nation of ours, we will be right back after these words from our sponsors. You're gonna live in just one place, I'll take Nevada. Radio powered by the sun. 101.3 Renegade Radio. If you're starting a business, you're going to need some stuff. And if you're getting rid of a business, you're going to want to get rid of some stuff. I suggest you go to Acme Liquidators. That's right, Acme Liquidators, 903 East 4th Street, downtown Reno. Acme is a professional liquidator company for retail and commercial sites. They're going to go anywhere on the West Coast. They buy, sell, consign, trade, and rent, store displays, and restaurant equipment. Their inventory changes all the time. Acme Liquidators. Buy, sell, trade, and consign, and save up to 50% or more. This is a veteran-owned business, and if you're a veteran, you can save an additional 20%. Visit AcmeLiquidators.com today. Access to Healthcare Network. Are you or your children uninsured? If you need affordable medical care, call Access to Healthcare Network, a nonprofit program for uninsured Nevadans, offering steep discounts on everything from inpatient hospital care to all forms of medical, dental, and vision care. Call 877-385-2345. Access to Healthcare Network. AHN is not insurance. AHN does not pay for healthcare services. Members must meet income guidelines and pay providers at the time of service. AHN is a nonprofit medical discount plan registered with the State of Nevada Division of Insurance. 
Attention please. Do you know that if you do not have a medical insurance policy on January 1st, you may have to pay a penalty to the IRS when you file your tax return? Do you know how to protect yourself from the cost of insurance premium on a policy you have now from being doubled? Health insurance is going to get a lot more complicated. Hi, my name is Jake Young. I am a medical insurance consultant with Health Benefit Associates headquartered in Reno. We are not an insurance company. We work for you. We can protect you from huge rate increases coming very soon. We will help you understand the new health insurance changes and options available throughout Nevada. Call Health Benefit Associates at 775-828-1216. We have decades of experience consulting with individuals and families and will create the best strategy and find the best plan for you before time runs out. Don't delay. Call 775-828-1216 today and you will be given the high priority help you deserve. Debbie, I've got some really exciting news right now. Mm. Murphy's Law, located right here in Reno Town Mall parking lot. They got Bobby O right now. Bobby O, world-famous bartender. He's now the bar manager there. Wow, I love Bobby O. You better believe it. And right now, it's 3 to 6 every day. You've got well and domestic drinks, their own special. You can go there, enjoy the pool table, Mm. shuffleboard. And right now, go over and say hi to Bobby O and the great people at the brand-new ownership of Murphy's Law. Debbie, we're talking about another great great Irish pub. Would you like to go? Let's go now. Remember, that's Murphy's Law Irish Pub located right here in the Reno Town Mall Annex. Just come into the parking lot and look west and you'll see Murphy's Law. That's the Reno Town Mall Annex located right next to the Reno Town Mall. Hi, this is Debbie McCarthy of Nevada Matters. I want to tell you about a national sponsor we have at Nevada Matters, palmbroker.com. I'm inviting all of you to visit their beautiful website and take a look at all the unbelievable merchandise, including my favorite and every girl's favorite diamonds. All you have to remember is palmbroker.com. I'll take Nevada over any other place. I'll take Nevada, the land of the great escape. Ain't no way one day I will say I should have, could have had a Hello, Nevada. You're listening to the Nevada Magazine Radio Show. We're talking about Highway 50 today, the loneliest road in America. Before we get to our second guest, I um, want to remind listeners to go to nevadamagazine.com slash matters to listen to archived episodes. have about 40 episodes now, so you can listen for, for a few days and, and do nothing else. Had a, we've had a lot of fantastic guests on the show. We talk about... Nevada history. We talk mainly about Nevada tourism, all the great places in Nevada that that you should know about and that you should visit. And that's pretty much the theme of of this next half hour, just like our first half hour. We're with Jeffrey Lehman. He is the host of the Weekend Explorer television story, uh, sorry, television series on PBS. How are you? How's it going today, Jeff? It's going great, Matt. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for being our guest. So, um, hey, thanks for inviting me. Please introduce yourself to listeners. Um, explain Weekend Explorer and and also how how it led you to Nevada. Well, um, well Weekend Explorer, uh, the basis for it came out of uh, when I was in college. I bought a travel agency with some money that I had made being a bartender the first couple of years of college. 
and I had seven agents working for me and all the rest. And people would, we were, of course, always wanting to send them to Europe to get the bigger commission. And people found out pretty fast, though, that I was uh, very knowledgeable in different destinations uh, throughout uh, California and surrounding states, which, of course, includes Nevada. And um, I kept thinking there's got to be a TV series on this, and um, there wasn't. So I basically went out and learned uh, television production, uh, hired a crew, and um, we launched a series that uh, just right from the very first episode was so successful that instead of going regional, which was the initial idea, it went national, and now it airs not only nationally on PBS, but um, in syndication across the U.S. and in about a dozen foreign countries. And the idea for the show is that each show covers a destination and all the things you can see and do in a, you know, a long weekend, like three days, three, four days. So um, that's the basis of it, and we've been fortunate enough to win a number of awards, including two Emmys over the last 12-plus uh, years. Congratulations on that, and, and I'm assuming that this trip you took in Nevada, again, along Highway 50, is going to be a, sh- a show on Weekend Explorer in well, the future. Well, or... hopefully that will happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, typically, typically we're planned a year or so out and um, I've got to, you know, I find areas, I read about areas, learn about areas and uh, then say, hey, this looks like a place we want to go to and, and we kind of put it on the calendar and start mapping out a way to um, to get that uh, episode made. Our series is provided free to PBS stations so it's always a challenge to get that all figured out but um you know we're we we do it one way or another we've got on we're on more than 70 episodes at this point gotcha so this was more of a of a research trip yes um we have a good social media following though as well and um uh blog and and the rest so uh there's i guess it's a dual purpose thing i also write a number of different uh for a number of different magazines and stuff like that. So uh, the word gets out even when I'm just out there scouting. Okay, so Jeffrey is featured in our September-October 2013 issue. Again, that's available for free at the Reno Town Mall. Come on down and get involved in the show and, and pick up a free issue of Nevada Magazine. And so where else could could our listeners read more about your trip? Um, well, you know what? We're just about to launch a pretty extensive blog on our website. Once you give, uh, if you give us a month or so, um, uh, that'll be up and running. Uh, in the meantime, you might just want to uh, flip back to uh, June uh, on Facebook, where we did an extensive amount of reporting at that point. So, but uh, all of the different social medias uh, in that time frame, uh, we covered it pretty extensively with pictures and all the rest. Okay, and uh, so so you were on Highway 50, and um, you you also spent some time in Reno. I guess kind of just start. This was through the Nevada Commission on Tourism. It was a familiarization tour, correct? Yes. And yeah. so so you guys started in Reno, and what'd you do there? Uh, we went to the National Automobile Museum which is uh, an awesome museum, and I'm amazed I've never heard of it before. I was, I've been in Reno, I'm in Reno once a year for some reason or another, um, usually associated with uh, 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 North Lake Tahoe or, or Lake Tahoe, and I was really surprised. That's, that's a really awesome museum. It's not only that they have uh, 
just a huge collection of cars, and um, it's the Harris collection uh, that uh, Harris, of course, is famous for his casinos. But um, yeah, it's the way they actually present it, where they kind of create a the ambiance of the different eras of the cars in their different rooms. So yeah, we had a great time, and and we had lunch there, and a couple hours to to wander around the museum, and that was a great start to uh, heading out on U.S. Highway 50. And uh, we we good. Oh, and and then. Um Unless we're going to talk about something else, that you also got a chance to tour the Naval Air Station in Fallon? Yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, we went straight from the uh, Automobile Museum to uh, Air Station Fallon. And that's kind of interesting for me because um, that's uh, now the location of the Top Gun School that people know so well from the Tom Cruise uh, movie. But I actually... uh, was born and raised and still live in San Diego. So I'm very familiar with uh, Top Gun and, and remember those planes when they used to train over our skies. So it was really interesting to be able to go to um, Naval Air Station Fallon and see it there. Um, to be quite honest, with as busy as Southern California is, that's probably a better place for it, even though it's kind of odd to have a Naval Air Station in the middle of Nevada. Um, but uh, one thing I'll mention to listeners, uh, w- when we go on Weekend Explorer, we always try to do things that anybody can see and do. Uh, and one of the things uh, I should mention about the Naval Air Station is that they have free tours, but you have to set them up uh, weeks in advance. And usually, if I understand it correctly, um, uh, they want you to come in with a busload of people. They don't really, they provide excellent, the tour that we have is excellent, but um, it needs to be set up as part of a group of people coming in. So that's just something I wanted to mention as far as Naval Air Station Fallon. But it was an amazing experience. I mean, there was constant action and, and uh, great description of the God, you know, God was able to really uh, explain it well. But in addition to that, it was just constant, constant, constantly something going on. So it was really uh, an enjoyable visit. And uh, I recently got a chance to visit Stillwater National Wildlife Refuge as a part of the Spring Wings Bird Festival. I believe you were there about a month after me. Um, And this is very close to Fallon. It's a beautiful area. Explain that to listeners who have never seen it. Well, well, you were uh, you hit it at a great time um, because uh, the Stillwater uh, National Wildlife Refuge is an awesome place to go, and they have tables out there. You can take a picnic, um, and it's uh, really nice and quiet um, uh, when the migratory birds aren't there, at least, which is when I was there. Um, and there are birds that are there. We have uh, a number of swallows that we were seeing, and then there's actually owl, an owl nest. And uh, the owl actually hunts the swallows to feed to their young. But um, that's a really quiet uh, time of the year. So if you want to go and see a bunch of birds, the best time to go is uh, when about you went, which is uh, mid-April to mid-May, or on uh, because these birds are primarily um, uh, migratory birds that are coming from Mexico and going to the Arctic uh, for the summer season and then back again. And so uh, the second great season there at the uh, Wildlife Refuge is mid-October through November. Um, so, But it's a great time to visit any time of the year, but if you really want to uh, see a ton of different birds and stuff like that, I would suggest the, those time frames I mentioned, mid-April to mid-May and mid-October through November. 
And definitely look up the Spring Wings Bird Festival. If if you're into birding, that's a premier event in the West, not just Nevada. So um, if if listeners want to contact you or, or go to your website or connect with you on social media, um, what's the best way to do that? Uh, through Facebook, and it's just facebook.com, Weekend Explore, and uh, I, I'm on there every day uh, answering to uh, my other Weekend Explore friends, and uh, I'll answer questions, uh, whatever you like. So, yeah, I'm very available through Facebook. And uh, we're, we're, uh, we're about to wrap up this first segment, so um, just just really quick, uh, what was your favorite place that you saw, and then when we come back, we'll we'll talk more in detail about your trip. Oh well, uh, oh, wow. Um, I would say well, there's kind of a, the best day, which was uh, Great Basin National Park and also the Nevada Northern Railway. It was awesome, both of those. So I look forward to talking with you about that. All right, so um, that concludes our first segment. We'll be back after the break to talk more with Jeffrey Lehman. He recently took a trip across uh, Highway 50, America's Loneliest Road. We'll be back. You're listening to the Nevada Magazine radio show. Music with an attitude. 101.3. Consigned Furniture has grown to be the largest consignment store in northern Nevada with over 23,000 square feet of showroom to choose from. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and so much more. They offer all types of household items at 70% off retail prices. Consigned Furniture has new inventory arriving daily. Come in and find that special piece you're looking for or furniture for your whole house. Consigned Furniture offers pickup and delivery service to make it easy and convenient to spruce up your home or even get rid of things you're not using. Do you have items in storage costing you money each month? Don't worry. Consigned Furniture can help. Nervous about having strangers come to your house? Don't worry. Consigned Furniture can help. Located at 2335 Market Street in Reno. Stop by today or call them at 775-824-0222 and let them help take the guesswork out of selling your furniture or household items. Easy way to sell, smart way to buy. 775-824-0222. Leave your footprint in the neighborhood you serve with Charter Media's new Smart Targeting. Promote your business to the entire Reno market. Or focus on your local neighborhood. This cutting-edge technology enables you to reach the right customers with the right message based on where they are, who they are, and what they like. Visit chartermedia.com slash footprint for more information. Charter Media. Long live your business. In today's economy, it's more important than ever to take care of your money. Proper wealth management strategies are essential to help you to achieve your retirement income goals. The talented wealth specialists at Sierra Financial Advisors will focus on developing smart, innovative strategies to help you to protect and grow your nest egg. Your no-cost consultation will tackle not only your investments, but your insurance, debt, mortgage, retirement, college planning, and current income needs. Katie and her team of experts at Sierra Financial Advisors will focus on cultural cultivating a long-term relationship with you to develop and implement smart wealth-building strategies so you can handle whatever life throws at you. To make an appointment for your no-cost consultation, please call Katie Coombs at Sierra Financial Advisors at 885-8847 or find her online at sfallc.com. Securities offered through First Global Capital Corp. Member FINRA, SIPC. 
investment advisory services offered through First Global Advisors, Inc. Wow, new restaurant right here in northern Nevada, Grateful mm-hmm. Gardens. You and Papa were there last night. Yes, we were. It was delicious and fun and yummy. i tell you what, uh, Gino the Soup Man owns it along with his beautiful wife, Julie. And I'll tell you what, they have some of the best food that I have ever tasted here in the great state of Nevada, Debbie. How did you enjoy it? I loved it and so did Papa. Well, let me ask you this. How do people, if they want to make reservations... Or just stop by and ask for information on the menu. How do they get a hold of either Gino or Julie at Grateful Gardens? Give just them. give them a call at 775-324-2013. What's that number again? 775-324-2013. And what's that address? The address is 555 South Virginia Street in Reno, right in Midtown. And you know what? I'm going to take you to lunch. Let's go now. Welcome back to the Nevada Magazine Radio Show, live from the Reno Town Mall every Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. We encourage you to come on down to the Reno Town Mall, get involved in the show, ask questions about Nevada history, about Nevada tourism, grab a free issue of Nevada Magazine or Nevada Events and Shows, our other sister publication, if you will. If you're just tuning in, we are talking to Jeffrey Lehman. He is the host of Weekend Explorer, and he recently did a familiarization tour with the Nevada Commission on Tourism. Before we went to break, you were talking about Great Basin National Park, and there are some caves there that, that sort of share, or or I guess you kind of have a connection to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Great Great Basin holds a, a special uh, place in my heart because uh, it has um, Lehman Caves. And, of course, my name's Jeffrey Lehman, so uh, it was uh, awesome to be able to go. I've never been, believe it or not, and it's been on my list forever. Uh, Northern Nevada is just one of those places that's a little bit out of the out of the way to get to sometimes, especially, uh, you know, I mean, I guess that's denoted by the fact that it's on that loneliest highway. Uh, but yeah, Great Basin National Park. That's what a fun, awesome place to go to. I, I wish we had more time there than we did. We basically had all told about uh, most of a day. Um, but but um, besides being able to go on a hike uh, in those great glaciated uh, peaks, uh, Lehman Caves is the the thing to do there, and they have two different tours. One's a, an hour long tour. One's a ninety minute tour, and they're great. It's, those are really fun caves to explore. Um, the 60-minute cave uh, is open to anyone where the 90-minute cave, there's a little bit more to it. And so uh, you've got to, uh, kids have to be at least five years or, or older to go on that uh, uh, adventure. But definitely, um, get it, if you get a chance, uh, go out to Great Basin National Park. It's beautiful, and they have a great um, uh uh, Park Service uh, Introduction Center there. And I'll mention also that uh, September 28th is National Public Lands Day. So coming right up next Saturday, uh, you can get into not only Great Basin, but any of the national parks for free. So if you haven't gone to Great Basin before, it's actually, you know, it's a it's a, a bit of a hike from the, the city populations of, of um, Las Vegas and Reno, but it's still worth the drive for sure. 
You know, I'm going to jump in right now. This is Eddie. I've joined Matt from the audience because I, I'd never miss a single Nevada Magazine talk show. Learned so much listening to the various guests that Matt and Janet and Eric and the rest of them will have here. But, you know, when you mentioned Layman Caves, still to this day, I remember, and we're talking almost three decades ago when I toured it, I still remember the guide actually showing us how pure the air was at the bottom of Layman Caves where the elevator comes out, where when they turned the lights out, it was so dark that when he clicked his flashlight on, there was no beam of light whatsoever, just a circle on the wall of the cave at the other end, meaning that the air is so pure, not a single solitary dust particle could pick up and reflect the beam of light. I still remember that to this day. What a wonderful guided tour that they give there. And I spent one time three weeks, one weekend in Baker, Nevada, right there at the base of the Layman Caves. A lot of fun, a lot of wonderful opportunity for people, right? Yeah, and I think that caves, we can learn so much from caves. And uh, kind of uh, reflecting on what you, you just said, I went on a, a caving tour in, in another cave once, and it was an adventure tour that lasted uh, seven hours. And the amazing thing to me, and it happens to everyone that goes into a cave, even if you're just going on a 60-minute you know, or 90-minute tour, uh, but it really happens when you're down there for seven hours is you get out and all of a sudden you're just amazed at how much color there is outside the cave and and as beautiful as caves can be there's just a lot to learn from caves i mean as far as uh, ecology and how long things take to actually form in caves and uh there's caves are just uh, i think a, a critical critical part of uh, the planet but not only that fascinating yeah, and, and we've talked a lot about Great Basin National Park today, and it has a wonderful scenic drive up to Wheeler Peak. You can you can hike up to Wheeler Peak. It's the second highest peak in Nevada. I did that a couple years ago, and and um, you know fairly fairly moderate hike, and uh, also the Bristlecone Pines. Did you get a chance to see those? Uh, yes, yeah, so, and I've seen you know Bristle. Cone pines are uh, pretty. Um, uh, they're found in a number of different places in the West. But yeah, we saw a couple of those bristle cone pines. Um, but boy, being able to get out for a hike, I was dying to do that. We didn't have time on my tour, but uh, that's really where the essence of national parks. It's not the visitor center. It's getting out there on yourself, uh, by yourself, or you know, with your friends and family, uh, and really getting out into nature and that's just an amazing experience that our national parks provide that that you just can't find anywhere else almost nowhere else on the planet really so yeah um definitely i didn't get a chance to do that hike but i hope next time i do yeah, hi jack my name is peter a frequent visitor here on the on the, on the radio um thank you for your show i'd like to know if you could tell me where the most gold could be found that's the first question and the second one is what's your favorite ghost town out there uh, ghost town out where exactly? You, you mean on the uh, Highway 50 that we're talking about? Yeah, yes. Oh, I mean, if there are any in that vicinity, you 
know, I'm not that much of an expert. Um, uh, there's great little towns that I wouldn't call ghost towns that we visited in my four days, but I was only on the highway for four days, so uh, we didn't have uh, a tremendous amount of time uh, to explore those kind of things. We did see some things that were remnants of uh, deserted buildings and stuff like that, but we really didn't visit a ghost town. Although it's not it's not the quintessential ghost town that you would think about when, when you think when you think ghost town, the Ward Charcoal Ovens, which is a state historic park, those are pretty fascinating and also related to mining. And and you oh, were yeah. able to those, see those. Yeah, those are really cool. And um, they have a fascinating history. Um, there were there were charcoal ovens like them um, throughout the West. They needed that as part of the mining process. Uh, and very few of them survived, interestingly, because I guess uh, they got so bored uh, waiting for the charcoal to be done that they would um, sometimes get drunk and then open the door thinking the fire was out instead of pouring the water uh, through the top, which is the way it was supposed to be done. And oftentimes those things would explode. A number of them exploded, killing people uh, hundreds of yards away, if not even as much as a mile or more. Um, the Ward charcoal oven survived, and interestingly, after they had uh, kind of uh, deforested the area for miles and miles around the uh, Ward uh, charcoal ovens, uh, that's why they were shut down. Um, they then became a hideout for robbers and and uh, ultimately uh, a hangout for the local high school kids. <laughs> As as a lot of things and that ends up happening, but but luckily the state parks is is overseeing that, and it's a great place. It has great hiking trails as well out there, if you have time to visit. Um, and very well preserved, as as you mentioned. So another um fantastic place to put on your Nevada itinerary, and and I like your description of Cathedral Gorge State Park, which is um more in southern Nevada and that you guys eventually made it down to a pint-sized Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really cool. Uh, You know, I've been to the Grand Canyon a number of times, and it's kind of just overwhelming. And Cathedral Gorge State Park was just awesome. It just was uh, just a great-sized park where you could really explore perfect for families. Um, where you could really get out into nature but not have to go that far and not really need to be that worried about, you know, someone getting lost. Where in the Grand Canyon, there's so many hazards from the hot temperatures to the grand distances to the falling off a cliff and all the rest, you know. Uh, like I said, you know, the Cathedral Gorge State Park's a great, great um, introduction to uh, kind of a... a uh, water-carved landscape, especially for uh, families with younger kids. You know, I wanted to mention before, um, because we went to Cathedral Gorge State Park on the way back to Las Vegas, um, but one of the best experiences that I had um, up there in Ely was the Nevada Northern Railway. It was uh, the train ride itself was uh, really enjoyable. had a great time with that, and I've been on a lot of historic trains. and uh, I enjoyed that one, but what I really loved about the Nevada Northern Railway was that um, the tour that they gave of the repair shop afterwards and the amazing stories that they have associated, that's just fascinating. And to be, when you're on the train, it doesn't seem that big, but when you're down out there on the floor and they're pointing out things that are like uh, paddle guards and, and uh, uh, 
machines that take snow off the rails when it's snowing and stuff like that. Boy, oh boy, you really uh, get a feel for how giant and what a challenge those railways were to put in, which is such an important story for America. Um, and then also the amazing engineering feats that they overcame to make those things happen. So uh, that's really something that um, anybody that goes to Ely should uh, uh, see for sure and go on. Um, and they have some great uh, uh, period holiday trains that they put out. One is their uh, haunted railway or Halloween railway. And they've got the Polar Express and uh, Christmas. And those things sell out, so if that's something that you want to go do, be sure to buy tickets in advance. Well, thank you so much for talking about your Nevada trip. It sounds like you saw a lot of amazing places, and and a lot of stuff we talked about are are my personal favorites. So if you want any more information about those, email me at editor at nevadamagazine.com. Also, read more about Jeffrey in our current September-October 2013 issue, and get your Highway 50 Survival Guides. This has been another fantastic episode of Nevada Magazine. We will see you again next week, Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. You're going to live in just one place, I'll tell